there is nothing wrong with your internet, do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Fangirl Zone. I am Sean Fangirl S. And as promised, here's a little something from the vaults. Please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Send us an email if there's something you want to talk about at fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. And check out our website, fangirlzone.com. Can't wait to hear from you. Hey, everybody. Sean Fangirl S. And I'm here with Chase Masterson. You may recognize her from several different shows, one of which is Star Trek Deep Space Nine. So this is going in with our Star Trek people. Thank you so much for doing it. She played Lita Dax. I really appreciate, again, you doing this interview with me. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. So how do you feel about being part of an iconic pop culture, you know, show? Because all the Star Treks seem to have gone and, like, obviously you still have a fan base. You still have so many people that come and talk about that. I'm one of them. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um... It's phenomenal. I mean, it's been such a huge blessing, and it's so exciting to see how the fans really are just as as strong and just as enthusiastic as about as about Deep Space Nine as they ever were. It's a very powerful show, I think, because of the themes and. Um, I, of course, all of Star Trek is that way. It really is. It has transcendent themes about the things that are most important. So. It's a beautiful thing to be a part of as an actor. You know, actor, acting is, is not, has not ever been about seeing my face on camera or doing any of that stardom stuff that I think uh, attracts a lot of people to this business. It's really about the messages and communication that are possible with this very, very powerful medium. I noticed in Star Trek, in the whole universe, basically, there's the new universe, I should say. The women are usually really strong in there, and were you kind of attracted to that? I mean, I know your character started, it's like a Davo girl, but you weren't quiet and, you know, kind of put to the side. Alita had a huge amount of strength, and it's really interesting to see people's reactions to that. I think that Lita is a perfect example of a lot of very strong Star Trek themes. Um, Lita was strong enough to love the guy who was only pretty on the inside. Lita was strong enough to stand up for her convictions about what marriage is. She was strong enough to stand up against the, you know, against Quark, uh, you know, in the Ferengi Union uh, formation. Uh, Strong enough to do a lot of things that are extremely important without being a Starfleet officer and wearing her strength in an angry way on her sleeve. You know, it's there's so many different kinds of strength and there's a lot more than meets the eye. And why why wouldn't, why shouldn't a girl who's hired for being a glamorous Dabo girl also be a pillar of strength? Those are really powerful, important themes that are prevalent in this world. 
beautiful women are powerful. I appreciate you saying that because so many times you see the women kind of put to the side or the, the helpless damsel in distress and the fact that you have role models like you out there for girls not being afraid, not just like, oh, help me, help me. You know, I appreciate Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's it all about? This is entertainment changes the world. We, we both reflect the way the world is and we lead it into being better. So, yes, absolutely. That's why I'm here as an actress. That's what we do. So you've had some other pretty uh, major roles happening. You've been on Flash. You do Doctor Who. Do you want to talk a little bit about those? Sure. Thank you. Um, it was a lot of fun being on the Flash. Um, just a few lines, but uh, it was a really cool, fun experience. I hadn't done or focused on doing television in quite a while. Um, I'd taken some time away for family issues. and. Andrew Kreisberg wrote the role for me on The Flash, and it was a lot of fun to do. Um, I've got my own Doctor Who spinoff in the audio adventure world, and I have been recording that in England for the past couple of years. Um, I did a couple episodes of the Big Finish um, audio adventures uh, opposite Tom Baker and Sylvester McCoy and uh, in the Doctor Who universe, of course, and my character was very popular, and they spun it off into my own show. So um, it, it's a lot of fun, and we're in season three, and the show is called Vienna, and it's very popular. Um, I think it's more popular in England than it is here in the States, but it's picking up in popularity. So check it out at bigfinish.com, and again, the show is called Vienna. I play Vienna, who is an impossibly glamorous mercenary assassin who always lands on the side of good but gets in a lot of trouble on the way. And it's, uh, it's actually fun. It's fun sci-fi, funny um, great sense of humor in that British sort of way. The fans, everyone who listens to it loves it. I'm a huge fan of Doctor Who, so uh, you can see, you know, Ten is my doctor. So who's your favorite doctor? You know, I, I love Sylvester McCoy. I think he is my Clark Gable, really. Um, all the doctors are great for all of their individual reasons, but I really love, I love the seventh doctor. He's great. I'm like, I want to go down and talk to him, too. <laughs> and finally, um, what kind of advice would you give any of the women coming up in the business today? I'd give the same advice to a woman as I would to a man in the first, first and foremost. I'd say, unless you really want to do this business, do this work with all your heart for the sake of doing the work, not for money or fame or anything else, if you can imagine yourself doing anything else, go do it. And if you can't imagine yourself doing anything else in your wildest dreams, then pursue the work in this business. But only if you have to. You know, if something inside you is, is, is pulling you. Um, and make sure it's the right thing inside you. Not because you have straight teeth or you were popular in high school or you think you should be, you know, your face should be on camera or you want to be famous or because you want to have more Twitter followers or any of that crap because that's all really empty and it doesn't really matter once you get it. The stuff that matters is helping the world be better and if you're in this business for the right reasons and you go for the projects that will help the world be better, that, that I believe, is, is a step on the way to fulfillment. Uh, the other stuff is not. Okay, and you're doing something kind of big within the, uh, I guess, con community, the Anti-Bullying Coalition. 
which I've heard about it. I've gotten to sit on, like, watch some of the panels. And so what brought you into that? Thanks for asking. Um, it's, you know, I realized that no one had ever done anything to make a stand against bullying in the pop culture world. I've talked to Trek fans for years and years who have been bullied, who I can see have been bullied, who's, um, you know, there are obviously Trek fans in, in all areas and all walks of life, but a lot of Trek fans who grew up when it wasn't so cool to be a geek have been through a lot of pain just for being who they are. And I wanted to put an end to that, and I wanted to bring healing to the people who've already been through it. And I realized that none of that had ever been done in the pop culture world before. So I teamed up with Carrie M. Goldman, who wrote the book Bullied, What Every Parent, Teacher, and Kid Needs to Know About Ending the Cycle of Fear. And um, she came to me wanting to uh, get her book into Comic-Con, um, it's a long story. Carrie and I were friends because I, I helped stand up for her daughter who had been bullied. And we basically just really saw a need. And I thought, well, let's not just promote the book. Let's form an entire coalition of people who will make a stand um, for people who need to know they're not alone, you know, who need to have healing for what they've been through. And let's help it stop so that nobody else has to go through it. And it's become quite a successful outreach. Um, this is our ninth convention. You can find us on Twitter at AntiBullyingCo, A-N-T-I-B-U-L-L-Y-I-N-G-C-O. Um, I'm at Chase Masterson on Twitter, and we talk a lot about it, and it's helping. It's really exciting. It's this is what this business is about. It's not just about being on camera and doing cool stuff and being a hero or a villain there. It's about being a hero in real life. And it's really exciting to get to do that. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for standing up. Thank you for the interview. Thank you. And have a great con. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank I appreciate you. it. Do you guys want to pick